What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Happy Wednesday. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. The Daily CBS Sports NFL Podcast rolls on into the offseason. we got show, shows going to be on every day, Monday through Friday. Um, we really peaked, we felt like, in the uh, in the draft. But we had some great shows live from Nashville. Yours truly took a week off, as you know, if you're new here. I was at Disney, whatever, yada yada. Uh, some other people filled in, but we're gonna we're gonna tr- we're gonna try and we got a, a big gap to bridge here from now until the start of training camps. There's many camps going on. There's off season activities, of course, uh, but we've seen most of the free agency take place. We've seen all the draft take place, of course. Most of the moves that that have resulted in roster construction have happened. So we're going to try and do uh, maybe some some over-under win totals coming up. Those were just released following the draft. They were updated following the draft. We'll want to, you know, kind of go through those and identify maybe some good early picks that you could wager on if you're out in Vegas at some point. If you feel like if you've got questions about it and you uh, you want to email me about that or keeper questions, fantasy football keeper questions, well, I don't know, rookie draft, whatever it is, uh, Will Brinson at Gmail. You can DM me on Twitter. I will be mailing out some shirts later. If you want to send me beer, I'll try and send you shirts. We can do that. Um, this weekend, you know what you should be doing while I'm mailing shirts? You should be watching the PGA Championship. It's golf's second major. It's back in May for the first time in a long time. Don't have to wait till the end of the season to watch it. No, no, no. You can follow it on CBS Sports all weekend long. Watch the tournament live stream on Saturday and Sunday in the CBS Sports mobile app and on CBSSports.com. The best part, it's completely free. And speaking of free, don't forget, I mean, seriously, we're giving you the freaking, a major for free. Just stream it on your phone. Just get the CBS Sports app. Also free, CBS Sports HQ, our 24 hours a day, seven days a week streaming sports network loaded with news, highlights, and in-depth analysis. It will also give you all the inside info and tips you need to set your fantasy lineup and place your winning bets throughout the tournament, the PGA Championship. We'll be running highlights on CBS Sports HQ as well as featuring golf analyst and friend of the show, Kyle Porter, live on site from Beth Page Black throughout the week. Knowing Kyle, he'll probably end up playing the course. I'm sure we'll have some great feature about how, how hard Beth Page was. Don't play enough golf, Kyle. If, if, kids, if you, if you want to get into sports media, be a golf writer. You get a bunch of free swag. Play Augusta like Kyle. Not that I'm bitter. So download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, or Apple TV, and start watching today. Um, Coming up today on today's show, Pete Prisco is going to join me. We're going to talk about his list of breakout players, a little fun convo with Pete. Um, coming up later, uh, I guess tomorrow, Andrew Perloff of The Dan Patrick Show is going to join the program, friend of the program. Um, and uh, like I said, we got, we're going to do team-by-team stuff, and hopefully we'll get into fun guests, some good conversations that – can talk about these specific teams. If there's someone you'd like to hear us talk to this off season, football related, presumably outside the CBS family, because we can, or within whatever, uh, let us know. We're having lots of li- uh, super friend shows throughout the off season, of course, and uh, it'll be daily. We'll keep going. We won't stop. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that apologies if the first two shows back from Disney weren't great Monday and Tuesday. The Game of Thrones discussion, probably not our finest Game of Thrones discussion. I'm not saying it's bad content and you shouldn't listen. I'm just saying 
yeah, if you didn't like it, uh, yeah, it's okay. I'm, I'm tired of arguing about Game of Thrones too. Just one episode left. We'll be we'll be done with it. We'll stop talking about it. Pete and I mentioned it briefly. Uh, he actually agrees with me. That's why we, uh, of course, naturally talk about it. Not a ton of news. Um, some issues going on with with various a couple of NFL players. Uh, Dion Jordan, free agent, former number three overall pick in the god awful 2013 NFL draft. EJ Manuel retired, by the way. I don't know if the guys talked about that last week. But man, first quarterback, only quarterback taken in the first round of 2013. Um, just a terrible, terrible draft class. Uh, Deion Jordan is facing a 10 game suspension for Adderall, but expects to sign soon anyway. Uh, of course, drafted by the Dolphins out of Oregon, never manifested in the player he thought had some substance abuse issues. He says he's still sober with not, he's not battling, he's not leaning on booze or drugs to deal with his issues. The Adderall thing is a concern, but he had a exemption for it, but he let it lapse and they started taking Adderall and, and got popped on that. So he, he's going to miss 10 games wherever he signs. Um, manual, by the way, man, whew, real hallmark of buddy Nixon and, and Doug Whaley. I'll never forget that EJ manual. Nobody thought he should have been the 13th overall pick, right? Nobody thought that. I mean, I, it was a stunner when he got taken by the Bills there. Uh, I remember Peter Schrager, the only person who had E.J. Manuel going first in the first round of the mock draft. Good call by Pete. He nailed that one. Um, but didn't nail you know, the, the pick ended up being a bad choice. It was a terrible decision. And Buddy Nix actually made the pick and then walked away. And Doug Whaley, former Bills GM, could have pawned it off of Buddy Nix. I mean, like, that was his guy. And instead he owned it. He's like, yeah, EJ's my guy. I drafted him. It was my call in the draft room. Uh, one of many things that got Doug Whaley fired. Uh, Bill Belichick, the Patriots. I think maybe Pete and I mentioned this, but they're not going to have a defensive coordinator this year. It's going to be Belichick calling the plays. Kind of interesting. Um, Eric Kendricks reworked his deal to get uh, Garrett Bradbury signed. So that's exciting for the Vikings. Seems like things are going well with their cap space. So the last thing is there's this uh, Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Kime, Josh Rosen thing and how things were handled in Arizona uh, when Josh Rosen was drafted. And as you – I don't know. I just kind of assumed that they – based on what we were told, that they sat Josh Rosen down and said, hey, we might do this or we might do this. And that they would, you know, that Josh Rosen would know when Kyler Murray was taken. Eh, no big surprise. Everyone sort of saw this coming. As it turns out, um, based on uh, what Josh Rosen told Rich Eisen, maybe not the case. Well, what are you going to do with me, Josh? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but, like, literally he's like, hey, so we're about to draft Kyler. Um, I don't really know what happens now. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I, I responded. I was like, yeah, I don't really know what happens either. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I mean, so that, so that happened. So basically he, um, he, he called him Cliff Kingsbury called Josh Rosen minutes before they were, the Cardinals were taking Kyler Murray, something they'd known that they were going to do for quite some time based on everything we hear and told him, I'd, Hey, just, just so you know, we're drafting Kyler Murray, just a heads up. And that's what you do. Um, certainly more concerning, I think. Uh, than than what you hear uh, based on the communication with Steve Kime. Um, yeah, I mean the only thing that like truly did kind of frustrate me through this whole process is that like I still haven't heard from uh, my old GM. Like 
I didn't talk to him for months before, still haven't talked to him months after. Um, but that was kind of frustrating. But for the most part, it's I'm just ready to put that whole chapter behind me and keep pushing on and, and, and uh, playing football. Did you? Ever- That's crazy, too. He hasn't heard it. And he didn't look. He didn't mention. OK, again, that was on the Rich Eisen show uh, on uh, on the audience network and um, daily, I believe. Rich does a radio show, but they, but, but I mean, basically, he said he hadn't heard from Steve Kime in months. Didn't mention him by name. Pointed out, and as part of that Kingsbury clip, and I didn't play the whole thing. You go listen to it on on the Eyes and Feed. But pointed out that you know, with the exception of one or two people in that building, he likes everybody. Pretty clear that Steve Kime is on that list. It's nuts that Steve Kime hasn't called him, and and hasn't talked to him in months over a lengthy stretch of multiple months. He hasn't heard from him. And he doesn't want to mention my name. It's a business, man. I get it. It's it's football. It's how it happens. But golly, this is not playing out in the way that you would want it to play out. If you're the Arizona Cardinals, you could have handled the whole thing much better. Turned it to a disaster. It's clear they were taking Kyler Murray. It's clear they didn't want Josh Rosen. And you just keep the work. It just gets worse and worse. Hey, you hear that the Josh Rosen got tweeted? Uh, t- tweeted? Treated? How he got tweeted? Speaking of guys who love Twitter, Pete Prisco, <laughs> that's the best segue I got. Uh, Pete does love to tweet at people, but, uh, he, he, and he is grumpy on Twitter, but he's fun to talk to on the phone. So let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk to Pete Prisco about his breakout list for the 2019 NFL season. The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. All right. Joining the program now before he leaves for Aruba and escapes into the offseason, the one, the only, Pete Prisco. What's up, Pete? Uh, Me and you were on the same page with Game of Thrones, so we can get that out of the way. I know. I I read your text on uh, on the podcast. I had to tell everybody that I I read it and said, guess who said this? And nobody guessed you because the the quote was like, Brinson makes some good points. They're like, who the hell is this? This is all like a – Well, Jamie Eisenberg and Nick Costas are fanboys. Yes, they are. And they're like, just enjoy the show. I don't want to hear your criticism. And and, and Jamie keeps saying, oh, it's just TV. It's it's, it's, it's entertainment. I'm like, I mean, you can't – the thing didn't go off the rails. Yeah, Nick and Nick would love 
to be able to criticize it, but he's just a book book heavy fanboy. Um, all right, we got enough Game of Thrones talk for this week. Yeah. Who do you think is going to rule the? Who do you think is going to be on um, the Iron Throne? With I mean, it, I, everything is so predictable. So don't tell me Arya is going to kill the, uh, the 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 Mad Queen now, yep. and then oh you no, know, who cares? It's it's got jumped it jumped off the it jumped the shark. Brand moved to minus five hundred in Vegas according to or according to oddshark.com. Our friends at Oddshark say well, that he's the we, favorite. I know we don't get to talk game with those. One quick thing: the the mountain <laughs> is is uh was a zombie. Yeah, he's been a zombie. They uh, Kyber. Okay, so you can't kill him because he was brought to life by that other guy. Well, Jon Snow was brought back to life, so can he live forever too? Hmm, it's a good question. Um, I don't think Jon. I don't know the. I would think so. Yes, I would think Jon Snow can live forever. He might rule Westeros forever, as the, the right, prince that was promised. We got that going for him. All right, you know it was, a brutal, it was brutal. Aaron Rodgers got it good too, didn't he? He got smoked, man. He got torched like uh, like he was being chased by Everson Griffin. Yeah, or uh, or uh, what's his name, uh, Eric Hendricks. Uh, okay, I want to talk about your breakout list. It's on CBSSports.com. Ten guys who are poised for big things this season. Your qualification is basically that you think sixty percent of this list will end up going on going on to be a Pro Bowl caliber player in 2019. I really like the list personally. Recommend people check it out. You can follow Pete on Twitter at Prisco CBS too to find all of his great content. And of course watch him on CBS Sports HQ. It's our live 24-7 streaming sports network that I mentioned. We'll be having the PGA Championship streaming on this weekend. Uh, the first guy on the list and the first guy that I would have wanted to talk about anyway, Dalvin Cook. Uh, he's one of two running backs to make the list. You've been on Dalvin Cook since he came out of Florida State. What makes you believe that this will be the year that Dalvin Cook will turn into a full-time feature uh, monster, a guy that is considered like a top five, top ten back? Well, a couple things. First, last year I thought he looked great when I was there in camp and talked to him, and he said he felt great. But obviously there was something lingering. He didn't have the same pop early in the season. Then he tore his hamstring or hurt his hamstring and missed five games. Sometimes that hamstring issue is a result of favoring your knee. Mm. So I don't think he was all the way back. I think another year removed, he will be all the way back. And he still had, he had a bad year, but he averaged 4.6 per rush, right? I mean, he still, he still got the numbers. The line was bad. The line will be better. They got your kid from uh, North Carolina that you love. So North Carolina yeah. State, Bradbury yeah, so Bradbury, much. Yep. So I think the offensive line will be better. Kubiak will put that zone scheme in. They're going to run the ball more. And look, Mike Zimmer's probably in his last year if he doesn't win. Wow. He, wow. You think so? Yeah, there's some talk about that. I don't, I don't know if it'll be true. I wouldn't get rid of him. I think he's too good a coach, but if they don't win, uh, and like they say, they had a bad season, seven and nine, six and 10, he could be in big trouble. And if that's the case, he's going to go down swinging with what he knows how to do, which is, and what he wants to do, which is run the football and play good defense. So I think Cook's going to get a lot of touches. He's going to get a lot of carries. The line's better. He's going to have a big year. Well, and if you look at Dalvin Cook, what he did at Florida State too, like, they were primarily that zone blocking scheme. And that's, he likes to, I mean, he can do that one cut and burst type of stuff. I think it's huge that Bradbury comes in. He ran 90 plus percent of his uh, snaps at, at NC State his final year in, in zone blocking. And then you can move Pat Elflin over to guard and, you know, you, you have Josh Klein in there. And, and like you say, I mean, don't you think that Gary Kubiak's scheme can overcome a lack of personnel on the offensive line sometimes. We've, I mean, it's, it, it's pretty rare that he's gone somewhere and that zone-blocking scheme hasn't worked out for him. 
Well, it, it overcomes a lack of bulk. It certainly does that. Right. I mean, because you don't have to be powerful to, you know, you move, you let, you let them go where you take them and then cut off the backside. So yeah, I, I think they definitely can overcome a lack of bulk. They'll be better up front. There's no question about that. Um, do you buy or sell the idea that, uh, that Kirk Cousins can have a good year this year for Minnesota? Good as in like what he had last year? Um, no, he had a or really that, good, he always has a good year. Yeah, well, but he doesn't have good years, good games and big games. That's the problem. He completed 70% of his passes for 4,300 4, yards, 30 touchdowns and 10 picks. And I feel like he had a terrible year. Huh. No, he didn't have a terrible year. Yeah. But what, look at the big games though. When he had to make the more, had to make the plays in the big games, he didn't make them. Yeah. He doesn't make the plays. He puts up the stats though. Is yeah. this a, I feel like this is the championship caliber team. Personally. I don't. You don't? Not in that division. I think the Packers are better, and I think the the um, Bears are better. All right. Well, let me ask you about the Packers. Then I'm going to skip. Uh, I'm going to skip through my, my topic list and go straight to the Packers and stay within the division. You mentioned Green Bay and how they might be better. How high can Jair Alexander, second year cornerback out of Louisville, move up on your overall cornerbacks list? He's on. He's on your list here. Of course, your your, your breakouts. Can you I'll tell you what. Top ten, top five. Like, what are we talking? Yeah, about? he could be a top five, top seven, eight corner. It's a great league for corners, by the way. There's a lot of really good corners in this league. I mean, like, you know, the Dolphins just played Xavier Howard a bunch of money. He's a. He's not. Is he there yet? No. Jalen Ramsey didn't have the great year last year, but he, you'd still take him. Among, you know, Patrick Peterson can still play. Chris Harris can still play. I mean, there's a there's a ton of corners in this league. So can he be top five? Maybe, but I I don't think necessarily if you're seven or eight, you're a bad corner. And I think this kid has the talent to be a terrific cover player. Look, he was outstanding in that Rams game. I mean, yeah. he was all over the field. You popped that tape on, he was everywhere. So so for me. Uh, I think he's got a real chance. And, and I think the other corner, Kevin King's going to be very good too. Um, and so Mike Patton likes to go after the quarterback and play a lot of press and man and, and get aggressive. And I think that suits Jair Alexander really well. So I think Jair Alexander is going to be a star. They have put so much into this secondary. I mean, Jair Alexander, first round pick in 2018, or let me start with, you know, you had, uh, you had Josh Jones and Kevin King as the two second round picks in 2017. Then you had Josh Jackson and Jair Alexander as the first and second round picks in 2018. You signed Adrian Amos. You draft Darnell Savage. I mean, at what point is this defense? And then, you know, they get, they get Zedaria Smith and, and Preston Smith at free agency I think the too. defense is going to be outstanding this year. You think the I'm defense will be outstanding? Dead. I think it's going to be it's going to push the Bears to the best division and the best defense in the division. How so about the, that? So the Vikings might have the third best defense in the division. Maybe. Wow. Yeah. I mean, look at it. You had the two Smiths, and granted, they're not superstars, but they're they both can rush the passer, and they're better than what they had. Amos is better than what they had. I think Savage is going to be a big time player on the back end. The corners are a year older, and they'll be better. Uh, and you know, Kenny Clark was outstanding last year. Was the best defensive lineman. Mike Daniels is very, very good. I mean, there's and then did any draft Rashawn Gary? I mean, if he's anything, they have a ton of talent. I mean, that defense. And Mike Pettin's a hell of a defensive coordinator. I think they're going to be very good on defense. I smell a Super Bowl pick from you, buddy. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that I had number two in my power rankings, and that got everybody all uh, worked up. So who was one? The England. Okay. So you got Packers over Patriots again, going back to the old, the old well there. And you're going to go back to Chargers over, <laughs> over. <laughs> Chargers over Vikings is my early lean. Um, 
That might be a mistake. One more inside. Actually, you mentioned two more, I guess, inside the, uh, and that was, this is interesting because you have Deshaun Hand as, as a potential breakout for the Detroit Lions and Carry On Johnson. I want to ask you first, um, do you think on Carry On Johnson, do you think that the Lions are, cause it feels this way to me, Pete, when you look at what they've done with TJ Hawkinson and Jesse James and it just, do you think they're going to, are they phasing out Matthew Stafford? Are they trying to take a bunch off his plate? Are they just going to be a run heavy, a run first, tight end heavy team in 2019? Is that what you're feeling? Yeah, I think Bevel wants to run the ball. I mean, that's what he wants to do, right? Yeah, that's his sure. ideal scenario is to run the football. The only concern with Carry On Johnson, with a lot of people, will be C.J. Anderson's there. But I, ne- I don't necessarily think that's going to be that damaging to him because you can't get 25 carries anymore. So he's still going to get the bulk of the carries, but I think he's going to get a lot more big plays out of it. He's going to be more effective that way. Uh, you know, his whole thing, he's got to stay healthy too. I mean, he's had some injury issues in, in dating back to Auburn. Uh, so he's got to stay healthy, but man, he's got, if you look at that Miami game last year, that was, that was on the verge of being a special runner now. And then he got hurt. So yeah. uh, I think he's got another chance if they don't give too many carries to CJ Anderson. And if they're smart, they won't. Okay. So. Two breakout guys in the Lions on this list of 10 guys, 20% are Detroit Lions. You already said you think the Packers are the second best team in football. You think the Bears, I assume, have a pretty good defense, but it sounds like you might be willing to talk yourself into them taking a step back a little bit. What what are the Lions? Are the Lions a contender in this division? Are they a, a, a team that can be sneaky to make a run at the title, or are they just no, not quite there yet? They'll push for, you know, seven, eight wins, I think. I think the division's t- – I mean, top to bottom, the division's brutal. Yeah. I mean, that's a brutal division. So uh, – but, you know, I'm a big believer in Matt Stafford. I know a lot of people aren't. I am. I, I was concerned about their offensive line. It's still not great. Uh, defensively, you know, getting Trey Flowers will help the pass rush. And, you know, Hand is going to be a beast on that defense. I mean, he – that kid has something special there now. He, they love him. Uh, the players all rave about him. So – for me, I think, you know, there's still some holes on that team, but I do think they're going to be feisty and competitive every week. And look, let's face it. If Matt Patricia doesn't at least get the seven this year, he's in major pro- trouble, right? Yeah. I, yeah I, you know, we were pointing out that the, um, Patriots don't have a defensive coordinator this year. It sounds like it's going to be a Bill Belichick and Ben Volan, who reported that point, made the note that, um, uh, this may very well be a situation where Bill Belichick's just waiting to see if Matt Patricia is available again. The Lions over under is six and a half wins. What do you think about that? Ooh, six and a half. See, they might get seven, so I'm not going to say it go over because it's not like it's going to go slamming over it. Right. It's it's yeah. juice minus it's, 130 to the over, too. It's probably a good number, to be honest with you. I think that's a good number. Yeah. Um, man, I don't. You look at their roster, it's okay to kind of like what they've got. The defensive line is going to be good, right? I mean. Yeah, with Snacks and. Uh, Hand and, and Trey Flowers who they brought yeah. in. Yeah. They got some linebackers. I, I could, I don't know. I can kind of talk myself into this team a little bit. In a different division, I talk myself into this team being a sleeper. Right. Right. Like if they were in a bad division, you might pick them for second. But in that division, everybody's above them is a better team. Yeah. Somebody's going to come crashing back to earth in that division. They'll get one or two of those teams, though, during the during the season uh the team that everybody is picking as a sleeper this year the cleveland browns 14 to 1 to win the super bowl and a surprising guy on your list of breakouts here i think maybe antonio callaway the second year wide receiver fourth round pick out of florida by john dorsey uh, a guy you know john dorsey loves to gamble on character guys he's shown it over and over again callaway was one but he flashed a little bit last year my question is how does he find the targets with odell beckham and jarvis landry and david and joku 
um, and Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson. How, how does he find the targets in this offense? Well, Duke Johnson will probably won't be there. Okay. I mean, there's a chance he's not going to be there. But but I get it. There's a lot of mouths to feed there. But I think he's going to be a beneficiary of the mouths to feed. you got to double Beckham. I mean, what he he's going to see a ton of single coverage. And I thought at the end of last year he was outstanding. I mean, what he had – I wrote it there. What do you have? Three games where he had five plus catches and over uh, over seventeen yards per catch. I think it was at I the end of the so. year. So I mean, he he was really really good at the end of the year, and he would have been a high pick if he didn't have the character issues coming out of school. He could fly. Look, I, I like I told Jamie Eisenberg. I don't think he's going to get seventy five, eighty catches in that offense, but he might get fifty for uh, you know nine hundred yards and seven eight touchdowns. Yeah. And that's where that's where I think his breakout comes. Mm. Yeah, he had uh let's see, one, two, three, four of his final six games, he got five plus targets. And I mean, yeah, he had games where he disappeared. Average, go through the averages on those targets too. I mean the average per catch. His average per catch his average per target on the year is seven point four two. His average per target over the uh the final Seven games of the season was 10.3 yards. Jeez. Louise. Yeah. And his average per catch. 16, 16 yards a catch. Yeah. Over I the, mean, that's big the, playability. You can't teach that. He's the, he's the guy who can really fly on that team. Mm, so I, I think he's going to have a big year for them. Okay. All right. I like it. Do, are you buying or selling this Browns hype right now? I'm not buying. I mean, I think they're going to be good and I think they can win the division. But just to give it to them, yeah, it's crazy. they got to learn how to win big games. They got to learn how to win close games. They got to learn how to win December games. That's a lot of learning for a young team. They got a first year head coach and they don't have any talent. We don't know what their tackle situation. Greg Robinson starting at left tackle. Greg Robinson. He, he had played well last year, but can he do it again? Look, here's the thing. They still have holes. And he, where's Baker Mayfield going? I mean, I, I love the kid. I thought he was. I, I love the way he plays. He's got the moxie. But is there a ceiling for him? Was did he just have the benefit? Look, what were the games where he had the really big games against them last year? Look at his game logs. I mean, I'm going to look at his game logs, and you tell me. And I've looked at them before, but I'm just going to go up because I think when you look at what he did last year, there were some really, really bad. The ones, the ones where he stunk. You and I talked about this during the season. He was terrible against Houston, even though his numbers are, end up not being really bad. But Houston was the first good defense that he really faced, right? Um, he was bad against the Chargers in, uh, in week four. We sort of wrote that off. He was bad against the, wasn't great against the Ravens in week three. If you look at it, if you look at his splits against teams that are higher ranked in terms of, and he wasn't good in Denver, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't good in Denver. The numbers ended up being pretty good. Um, but if you take out like his revenge games against Hugh Jackson and the Bengals, you know, he had, he, I thought, I thought he was awesome. I don't, I don't think he's hitting a ceiling, but I understand what you're saying that there are a couple games against good defenses where he really struggled. He's going to have to play the Ravens twice. Uh, the Steelers defense should be much better. He'll have to play them twice. And people will be on the lookout for the Browns this year, whereas last year they were sort of a speed bump. Okay, look, he had against uh, the Ravens, he threw for 376, but he was picked off three times. Yeah, he threw for 397 against the Texans, but he was terrible in that game. He was picked off, the three, yeah. he was picked off three times in that game. Yeah. Okay, so he had, the, he had three touchdowns and no picks against Atlanta. They were terrible on defense. He had four picks and no touchdowns against Cincinnati. They weren't great on defense. They were terrible. Uh, where, where else? Tampa, two and none. They were terrible on defense. 
So there were some games there. Look, I love the kid. I love the way he plays. He's got the moxie, but but he's gonna have to prove it to me and prove it to everybody else again. Uh, I'm I'm with you. I don't I don't want to uh, Nathan Zagura, our friend, but uh, audio of me saying the Browns the Browns could go seven and nine, and nobody should be surprised by that. And no, and like that's not a bad season. Okay, they took a step forward um, last year at the end of the year, but it doesn't automatically carry over. Uh, one team I don't think that will win seven games, but you never know. The Miami Dolphins. Um, I've had a pretty decent off season. How much do you think the addition of Brian Flores is going to help a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick as well as, uh, you know, you mentioned Xavier Howard earlier in the year. Do you think this is a defense that is going to have any teeth whatsoever? Well, they don't have a great pass rush, so that's a problem. So they're going to have to manufacture pass rush, but the Patriots have done that for years, right? I mean, yeah. that's what they do. So I think that will help Brian Flores. Look, Minka Fitzpatrick will assume the Devin McCourty role. Um, and last year he played slot corner, he played outside corner, and he played safety. I think he's a safety. I think they will move him to, you know, they haven't said that yet, but I think he's going to end up being the safety, a free safety, a guy can with range, can cover if he has to, can do a variety of things. He is their Devin McCourty. Remember, Devin McCourty was a corner who moved inside the safety, and he flourished in their scheme, and I think that's what Mika Fitzpatrick is going to be to Brian Flores. Um, the thing about Brian Flores I think people sort of sleep on it's not like he showed up two years ago and became a defensive coach for Bill Belichick and then got a job as defensive coordinator then left he's been with the Patriots since 04 when he was a scouting assistant uh, and then he worked his way onto the defensive side of the ball and was the safeties coach and the linebackers coach and then the defensive coordinator uh, last year and this is a guy with a, a decade and a half experience watching Bill Belichick coach it, I feel like he can sort of make this Dolphins team a little bit better than people think early on. Uh, they're still the worst team in the league, but they're doing it the right way. Go back and then go way forward. That's what, that's what you have to do. But history is working against them. The Belichick tree hasn't exactly been lighting it up over the years, has it? It's been terrible. Um, no, I mean, good luck finding somebody who's had success. I hear nothing, but I don't know Brian Flores, but I hear nothing but good things from the guys that I know that, that I do know that know him. That's good. Good, good for him. He's got, uh, he's got, he's got good references. Do the, uh, do the Seahawks find their next Richard Sherman in Trey Flowers? And why do they only find good cornerbacks in the middle? Of, why can't they find good cornerbacks in the first round? Well, because they don't draft them early. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they know how to find the guy that fits with what they want to do. They want a tall, lanky corner who will tackle and look flowers was a converted safety that's a tough transition to go you know we see like we mentioned mccordy and minka fitzpatrick they go from corner to safety but to go from safety to corner that's a tough transition and he did it and he did it well and by the end of the year he was playing really well so for me i think that kid has a chance to be their next special corner i know griffin on the other side is a good player but i think flowers is the, is the guy to keep an eye on going forward I kind of like the Seahawks defense. Um, by the way, uh, did we have a uh, yeah? Deion, Deion Jordan was suspended ten games. Um, but, but that, they had that, but like I almost put you know almost I almost put on that list Puna Ford. That guy's going to have a monster year. People the like Puna. Is, he's got guys in front of him that are pretty good. Jaron Reed had a good year last year. Nazir Jones had a nice year. Yeah, they're both good. Yeah. Oh, wait, where did Nazir Jones go to school? Uh, Carolina, North Carolina, not NC State. Yeah, but you know all about those NC, NC State guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, look, I, 
Sneaky little front seven here for the Seahawks with Puna Ford, Jerron Reed, Nazir Jones, Ziggy Ansah, who they added, LJ Collier. You got Barkevius. I love LJ Collier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, they, they, they drafted to replace Frank Clark and they did a good job with it. I, I think Seattle's going to be in the mix again. I mean, look, that's, they're tough. They're physical. They're well coached. And Russell Wilson makes big plays. So I need to see, I need to see what the that's Seahawks. Where, I almost, Consider putting Penny on that list too, because I think Penny. I didn't want to put another running back on, because I think Penny's going to have a breakout year too. I think so too. Seahawks are three to one to win that division. I don't mind that bet. Uh, Rams are still very oh. good though. Um, edge rushers. You had two of them on this list. First up, Harold Landry. Is this about opportunity or something you saw from the Harold? last the last month of the season? He had two sacks, and he was much better, much more comfortable rushing the passer. I, and again, it's going to be opportunity, but it's also going to be he's a year learning the tricks of the trade. You know, you come in, you get by with your athletic ability, but you got to learn how to use your hands, you got to learn how to use your feet, everything. And so, I think that's going to help him. I think he's going to have a big year. He had uh, seven of his quarterback hits. Um, in the first, his first, he had 14 on the year. His first seven came in his first 10 games and his last seven, including four against the Giants came in the, uh, the final five weeks of the season. So, yeah. He had two sacks in the final four weeks, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So like it shows that, yeah, in the final two weeks that he played actually four weeks, 14 and 15, he missed some time with injury. Yeah. yeah so certainly showed like a guy who flashed and that sack he had in, in week 13 or week three, excuse me, against Carson Wentz was outstanding too. Uh, this is, I thought this was interesting. Maybe the most interesting name on this list. Lorenzo Carter, Giants pass rusher. Is there any chance? He's another guy at the end of the year when you watched him, you went, whoa, wait a second. There's some athlete. Now he needs to get bigger and that's going to be the offseason program because teams could run at him a little bit. But when it comes to athletic ability, he can cover, he can rush. I think he's their next dominant edge rusher. I really do. And I think he fits exactly what they want to do in that defense. He had, uh, four quarterback hits, 10 on the season, four in the final four weeks, two of his, two of his four sacks in the final four weeks as well. There you go. Those are the guys you look for. The guys who the pilot light goes on halfway through the season and they start figuring it out. Did the, are the Giants going to be good next year? No. You don't think so? Can they win that division? No, I don't think, I think the Eagles are going to win that. I, I do too. No, I do too. I think, I think the Cowboys have a ton of talent, but I'm just worried about can they get it together? You know, that's always a concern with them. Their coaching is a problem. I don't know. The Giants just, everybody's riding off the Giants and they've got just a little bit of juice. All right. Finally, let's get to the guy, the man of the hour, the man we all knew would be on this list the second you did a breakout list. Josh Allen, uh, linebacker. Pass rusher for the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, but he will be on that list next year. No, Josh Allen, the quarterback, is on that list because Josh Allen is significantly better than the perception of him out there. And, yeah, he had some bad throws last year. But he had the most drops of any guy in the league. His offensive line was a disaster. As soon as he put his foot in the ground, he took off and ran. And, granted, he showed a lot more athletic ability than most people thought and especially what I thought. I didn't know he could run like that. I thought he could move. I didn't know he could run like that. That's got to stop. He's got to start playing in the pocket. I think the improvements on the offensive line, the improvements around them in the pass-catching game, you know, getting, you know, the, the guys that they got will really help him. I mean, they dance. And I think Foster's going to take a little bit step forward this year. I, I love what the Bills have done. And I think, you know, Sean McDermott told me that at the combine. He said, look, we're going to do everything this offseason – to make it better for him. And they have. They added John Brown, 
Zay Jones is going to be coming into his his third year. I think he's been a little bit better than people think. You're right. Robert Foster had really flashed at times. Cole Beasley is an underneath guy who can really uh, help them out. Tyler Croft. I, they love that they got Croft and they love the Knox kid they got out of Mississippi. Dawson right? Knox. Yep. Yeah, and then they they after the offensive line they got a bunch of guys. They got Mitch Morse to play center, and Cody Ford's going to play guard, I guess. Yep. And, and so they're going to be better up front. Signed Ty Nishki. I mean, this is a they added Ladrian Waddle too. I mean, they got depth on there. Deion Dawkins has played pretty well. Quentin Spain has a nice history of playing well for they the signed him too. Yeah. So that, I mean, look, their their offensive line will be much better. Their pass catchers will be much better. They should run the ball better, and he will be better. And I think their defense is just going to be good because Sean McDermott's a very good defensive coach. They add Ed Oliver. Um, you know, they have – you look at it, it's, it's It's a really underrated blue-collar type of team. I like the Bills. I think And McDermott gets them to play hard. Yeah, he does. They play hard. You can tell that they respect them and they play for them. And, okay, I'm going to – they're not going to win a division this year. I think they could be a wild card team. They're going to push for a wild card spot. But in 2020, the Buffalo Bills will finally take over that and win that division next year. How about wow, that? Wow! Wow! Is that will Tom Brady play in 2020? Yeah, but the Bills are going to take the division next year. Wow! Holy cow! That's a bold two-year prediction. I like that. You never you could go out and die in in two weeks, and you're, you're in like that gives you like 12 months of uh, of leeway time. Like something could you know something could happen to you, and it's not going to mess you up. The Bills over under win total. By the way. Six and a half, and it's up to minus one eighty. I like the over on that, but that is an expensive over to take. It's, it's that is expensive. The, the, the weirdest over under of all of them is Green Bay still nine. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That should be that's the easiest over ever. You think so? Yeah, nine's a lot. They're gonna win eleven, twelve. I mean, they they I mean, could. It's not guaranteed. Where's the Packers? I can't find them. Look, Rogers is gonna be back to being Rogers again. And that defense is going to be really, really good. How can I not find the stinking Packers? Oh, there we go. See, Packers, nine minus 110. That is weird. Think that of nine and a half. That smells. It smells, Pete. Yeah, well, smell it all the way to the bank. <laughs> uh, all right, go check out Pete's list on CBSSports.com. Follow him at Prisco CBS on Twitter. And uh, watch him on CBS Sports HQ. Pete, always a pleasure, buddy. All right, Will. We'll talk to you.